advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Frogger. Hey, it's advice from a dipshit. For a second, I had a brain fart and I forgot the name of the show. Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming. And uh, this is going along like gangbusters, man. People have been calling in just in droves. Uh, it's been great, but not too much, which is great because uh, we're getting all the calls. So if you haven't heard yours, don't worry. It'll probably come out down the line. But I appreciate everyone kind of understanding for what it is, where it's like, this is super fun and for entertainment. And if I can help along the way, fucking great. Uh, so <laughs> let's do it. Amanda, roll it. First call. Okay. Hi. So I moved to L.A. a year and a half ago uh, uh, trying to become a sci-fi writer. And um, I have been here. I've been working hard. And I've made all the connections that I've needed to make, and everything seems great. And, of course, I'm having trouble keeping myself financially afloat while also trying to succeed in all of my plans. Um, my question to you is, should I quit my daytime job as a nanny hmm. so I can go for this dream full time? Uh, I have no more savings. I've depleted them. So do, doing this would uh, add to my stress, yes, but uh, I think it would ultimately get me to where I want to go. So hmm. should I quit my job and just go for it full on? Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, uh, I think right now, no, honestly. First off, thanks for calling. I'm not, this is not a kiss off. No, next call. No. Uh, uh, I think it's awesome that you took the jump and you're, it's a little vague writing in sci fi. Like, I'm more like, oh, are you writing novels? Are you writing scripts? But uh, you saying you're making all the connections, that's fucking great. That's really awesome. I, the only thing, reason I say don't quit yet, I would save up a little bit. Cause here's the thing sci fi is not going anywhere. It's it's bigger than it's ever been, and it's being. We're we live in an age where it's appreciated. There was a time where, you know, sci-fi was just like in these paperback novels that you know these small groups of people that would loved uh, uh, sci-fi authors and and sci-fi movies, but they're kind of looked at as as a low art. And now it's it's seen for what it is, which which is a, a fantastic area of literature and film. It's a it's a great sphere to be in, uh, but I think long story long, I, I would stay in. It's always good to ha just have a little bit of an egg, a little bit of a nest egg before you just quit it all and focus all your energies. I would hate for you to kind of be writing the next uh, great sci-fi novel and the power goes out in your laptop and you have to sell it. That's, that's my answer, but congrats. Congrats on, on going forward with your dreams and uh, uh, may the Spock be with you, I think the term. Is that... No, no, uh, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, congrats! And uh, uh, all right, next call. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna predecess this at all. For I thought this was a prank call at first, okay. and then I realized no, this guy is very much more serious, and it's a great question. Okay. Uh, hey, Matt, thanks for um, taking my call. Really appreciate the podcast. Uh, just one real quick question. I've got a couple of spare trash cans, and I've been trying to throw away my trash cans and I keep putting them out on the curb, but they don't take them. So what do you think is the best way to throw away a trash can? Take it easy. Oh my God. That's, oh wow. That's, well, whew. that's like a, a, that's like a Buddhist Cohen. Jesus Christ. How do you throw away your trash cans? 
That's that's like the new if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around, does it does anyone hear it? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my God, man. First of all, I want you to trademark that as a t-shirt. All right. And I want you to make that t-shirt. How do you throw away your trash cans? Good God. Um, yeah, here's the thing I've learned. You can't just, let's, let's, let's go to my dipshit library for a second. I'm a person who's a new homeowner and, uh, my, the, the guy who lived before 94 year old George, uh, he, uh, had a, let's just say a collection of bricks that he had in the backyard. And I don't want these bricks, and they're heavy. And I put them all in a, a rubber dumpster out front. You know, like, not even a dumpster, a garage, uh, a garbage can. I put them in a garbage can. And, of course, the next day I got a note from the, the sanitation, like, you can't throw bricks in here, man, you know. And I was like, yeah, of course, what an asshole I was. I was just trying to be that guy like, yeah, is this okay? Just sneaking. I was basically the equivalent of the guy, you know, throwing away, like, plate weights into the recycling bin or something stupid where you're just trying to get away with it. So that was dumb. I'm not saying you did that with the trash cans. Generally, the the thing uh, with trash is you leave it there, they pick it up. But one thing I've learned is what you have to do is you have to call the city and, uh, and make an appointment for them to pick up large waste and just make it clear over the phone they're actually trash cans. I need you to take these, these old trash cans away. So just arrange with the city. But <laughs> again... Make that fucking T-shirt. How do you, how do you throw away your trash cans? Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's, that made me really happy. That's really rad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next one. Yeah. Hi, Matt. It's Ryan. I was just curious. When I play softball on Tuesday nights, should I pull from the cooler that has Bud Light or Bud Select? Thanks so much. Oh man, that's tough. I I hate Bud Light. I like Miller Light. I hate Bud Light. I don't understand why. I like regular Budweiser a lot, in fact. I think it's like a good session beer, as the beer nerds say. A session beer, for folks who don't know, is when you're going to have more than a couple. Um, Like, let's say, an 8% IPA. That's not a session beer, unless you're a fucking maniac. But, yeah, and I don't really know Bud Select. The thing I've found is the more you kind of take your, your, your domestos, as Mike Burns calls them, uh, and and fancy them up, the worse it gets. But God, that is the the lady or the tiger right there. I don't know which door to choose. Do you take the Bud Light door or the Bud Select? Like Bud Bud Select just sounds like a clown dude trying to be fancy. You know, that just sounds like a guy who threw a rose into his lapel and was just like, "I'm peacocking." And you're like, you know what, Gary? You're not peacocking. And everyone can smell the vodka on your breath. And you're wearing mismatched socks, but not in a cool way. Like a like a young black millennial might pull off, Gary. For Christ's sakes, you're 48. Here's the thing: I think you just got to go by what what kind of cal- caloric content you want because they both have alcohol. So hey, everybody wins. Uh, uh, but personally, myself, I would go with Gary. I would take the select. I would just random. I would just take the select just because I just do not like Bud Light. But that's just me. Um, but awesome question, dude. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Matt. My name's Anna. I. I'm 19 years old, and I just finished school. My last day was Monday. I didn't finish. It was just the last day of my semester, and I don't think I will ever go back. I just wanted to get your advice on how do I tell my parents. I'm Asian, by the way, so, you know, being the baby girl. (laughs) How do I tell my parents that I want to 
not finish school and become a professional magician. I am a magician and I currently perform and like make social media videos and I want to see where that takes me. Um, I was going to school for accounting and, and now I'm going to be doing this performing stuff, which is completely unsafe and unknown, but it's what I'm passionate about. And I, I don't know how to tell them that I'm not going to do the thing that they always told me to do. Could really use your help. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Wow. Thanks for calling, Anna. Boy, you the, listen, I, I'm not jealous of you because that's extremely tough. And I remember I, I was just to draw a comparison between uh, you and me. When I was in high school, I just decided to go to college because I didn't know what else I would do with myself. I knew I wanted to perform, but I didn't have – I didn't know what, what I would eventually – want to do, which is what I do now, which is stand up and acting and writing. But, you know, if, if I, you know, at 17, if I knew that I wanted to do all those things and specifically stand up with the fervor that you obviously know you want to do those things and are, are do your thing and are doing your thing, you know, it would be a very, very hard moment for me where I, I know I do not want to do with my, what my parents want me to do. I'm just going to assume you're good at what you do. You're giving it your your all and your focus and all that jazz. You sound like a like a pretty serious person in terms of what you're focusing on. So, look, the thing is, if you have no interest in working in uh in it, would you, it said in, in accounting, was it? Yeah. In a, yeah, if you have no interest in being an accountant in in being a number cruncher in in working in that field, then look, there's no reason you should be in school for it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, I do believe that Helen Keller had it right when she said security is basically an illusion. Life's either a great adventure or nothing. And that's very severe. But in the end, you have to do what you love to do, not what your parents want you to do. Because as much as they've given you everything in life, you're not your parents. You're someone else. You're your own individual. It blows my mind how much all of us follow what our parents do because of guilt, because of uh, not wanting to upset them, even though when we believe their perspectives are completely wrong. You know, put it this way, you're never going to get another um, set of parents. You're never going to get another situation where you have these people that have the closeness that you've built up over over the years. But in the end, Anna, you got to do what's right for you. And if this is your your passion, it certainly sounds like it is, then, you know, there's no reason you should stay through school. Look, my dad gave me the same advice. He's like, maybe you should, you know, if you don't, maybe inst- you should not just take theater. Maybe you should major in something like being an accountant, major in business so you can manage the business side of being an actor. But the thing is, that doesn't work because whatever you're doing, you have to f- focus on it. You have to give it your all, you know, with uh, – um, and I'm not saying this because you're Asian, a samurai-like devotion, like you have to. Um, and I just sounded really white making that uh, comparison. I made it uh, focusable on for you and for the listeners because that's what us fucking clown white dudes do. We get clumsy. Um, but that said, I think you know where I'm, where, where I'm coming from here. You got to fucking lean into your thing. You can't divide it. A, a jack of all trades is a master of none. There was no way, and I was the shittiest math in school. There was no way that I could be managing my business and 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 also focusing on being a performer and learning that world. Because what's going to happen is 
you know, you give your all to to being a good magician and and doing that that stuff and also, you know, focusing on your social media and all that stuff, you're going to have an accountant. You're going to have someone who uh, who works for you. I have one who does your taxes, who does all that stuff, but I have it because I focused on my main thing. And I think that's what you need. It's not like, I mean, look, I, those roads are too divergent. There's no way you can stay on on just one. And I guess in the end, the sooner you tell your parents, the better. And look, you can you don't have to just you know, make it like a friggin' James Dean and Rebel Without a Cause yelling at his parents in the living room thing. You can just say, I'm not happy and I don't want to be an accountant. So where do we go from here? And they can be like, look, you know, you're young, you're blah, blah, blah. Nah. I mean, you can throw, there's all kinds of shields you can put up against that bullshit. One is, yeah, I'm young, but I'm a woman. We mature faster. You know, I'm not some dumb dude who wants to race motorcycles. But if there's dudes out there who want to race motorcycles, I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying. Women are smarter. The sooner you figure that out, the better. You know, you can you can say, I know what I want to do. I have my life together yeah. to as much a degree as a 19-year-old can. And I, I, I'm lucky enough to know the dream I want to pursue. And it's not what you want from me. And the thing is, you know, you can tell them the analogy that I draw a lot, which is, Man, the life, uh, uh, the days, I should say, where you used to work one job and retire at 50 with a gold watch is gone forever. And I feel like on one hand, that's tough for a lot of people. I mean, it's the reason why we have like Lyft and Uber and people that are getting, you know, hornswoggled out of a ton of money. And there they're, they're are people that have, they're sitting on $50 billion and doing fuck all with it. But also for those of us that want to be artists, you can honestly be like, this is as safe a career as as being an accountant, mom. Me graduating with a degree does not mean I'll get a job. And if I get a job, I'm not going to be happy. And what's that going to lead to? Because if you're doing something you don't love, you're going to look for the wrong things to make yourself feel what, what love is supposed to make you feel like. And I'm not saying this to your mom, but this is between you and me. I'm talking about drugs. I'm talking about unhealthy relationships, you know. I'm talking about uh, just just having that hole in yourself that you you could have filled, but you didn't, and so you're throwing shit in that hole that will never fill that hole. You know, that, that's my advice to you. Like, if you're if you're real, uh, you know, if you are someone that is awesome at, at this stuff, and I don't know, I just have a feeling you are. That that's my advice. And uh, gosh, Godspeed and 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 go for it because that's tough. That's really hard. But I think the best way, you know, not that I know. You know, I mean, I, I just wanted to be an actor since I was like 10 and my parents always knew that. So I had that luck in my life. I, I never, I never had a moment where I had to tell my parents I was gay. I never had a moment where uh, my parents, I, I come from a, a family of circus acrobats and I'm like, I don't like doing flips. You know, I never had that moment, but you know, you have that moment and the, I think, you know, just rip off that bandaid, just tell them. Just tell them. Just tell them how you feel. Go fucking get them. Okay, <laughs> next call. I feel so motivated right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Okay. Hey, Matt. This is James. I I guess I'm calling because uh, you seem like you got a pretty level head on your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, and I know you recently got married. Um, maybe it wasn't recently. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting my timelines mixed up. But anyway, I know you're a married guy. And, uh, I, uh, I guess I'm having some issues with a breakup 
which is, you know, the cliche, like, oh, you know, what do I do? Do I text you back? Um, but I guess it's, the reason I'm asking anything is because it's verging into this territory where I, I want to know what the healthiest decision is simply because we dated for about three years, my ex and I, and it was a very serious relationship. I was like, I'm going to marry this girl, going to have kids with her. Like, this is the one I'm set. And, um, she broke up with me for pretty valid reasons. I was kind of in a really bad place and I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, kind of broke her trust. So I totally get why she broke up with me. Um, I didn't want to break up, but it happens. Um, since then, it's, you know, it's been over a year and a half since we broke up and, you know, I've kept in contact with her, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've kept telling myself like, you know, oh, it's, it's over. I just want to be friends. I just want to be friendly. I don't want to just write her out of my life. Um, since then, like I'm getting these like weird kind of, I don't know, like passive aggressive, not passive aggressive, just like weird mixed messages where like she still has all my clothes and she like posts like herself wearing all my clothes like clothes I gave her or like I'm I'm actually a professional wrestler so I have a shirt for my tag team that she wears all the time she says like she wears it when she's like feeling down or like feels like she needs extra good energy or something and like I don't know like I wouldn't say our conversations are flirty, but lately they've been more, like, sincere or more, like, I guess you could say, like, thoughtful. Like, like she's actually making this effort to, like, see how I'm doing and connect with me. And and the only reason I interpret it anyway is because, like, so like I said, I'm a pro wrestler. And recently I was in Miami because I live in Florida. I was in Miami doing a wrestling show, and I told her, like, hey... I'm in Miami wrestling this weekend and she was like, Oh, is what's her face there? This girl I had That's it? Yeah. Okay. Well look look, I think we got enough. Wow. The wrestling thing caught me by surprise, but just because you just have a real friendly, nice guy voice. I'm guessing you're not a heel. It'd be, it'd be amazing if you were a heel though. If you were a, a heel called like the librarian that you're constantly shushing people and then you kick them in the face. That's just um, – that's a pitch for you, man. Come in the ring with glasses and be like, try to break my glasses. And they're like, I'll break. And you go, shh, and you kick them in the mouth. Just a front kick. <laughs> look, sorry. Look, I mean, it's – I think if you're being honest with me, she – look, it sounds like you're, you still like her. And if she's doing that, I think she likes you. And – Look, she, if she broke up with you a year and a half ago, she should not be asking, is she there? Like, what the fuck? Come on. You, you broke up with me. And you said, you said you broke her trust. And so that's tough. That's always going to be a hard thing. Uh, we've all been on, you know, at least most of us, on either end of that situation. But the, the, the thing is, I think if a lot of us take our egos out of it, you can move on. Uh, the, the past, as I've said, is the past. And any therapist will tell you if if you're going to move on, both you need to let go of that, of the, basically of the past. Man, look, I would just I would just talk to her and be as real with her as you're trying, I think, to be with me. 
And I'm not putting you down. It's hard, man. It's hard when you're living in it to describe every piece of what's around you. I feel like I'm just lucky enough to look from the outside in and see that you definitely still have feelings for her. And if, if she's taking pictures in your in your shirt, your onesie, maybe your Viking helmet, I'm so fucking curious right now about what, A, who you are, and B, like what you're wearing. But I'm glad you didn't say that. I'm glad you just give me, all I need is the details. I don't need this. I don't want this show to be a fucking voyeuristic, like, oh my God, you hear who called in? Yeah. No. It, it was fucking uh, uh, Kane from, from wrestling. You know, I know you're not Kane. But, um... I, amazing, Kane had such a nice, sweet voice like yours. And just hammer slam someone. You'd never see it coming. He's such a gentle giant. My neck! Sorry. We have a lot of fun making this show. But look, it's a happy day because I think you guys still like each other. And I think you just need to call her up and go, look, how do you feel about me? Because I feel like I've progressed. I feel like I've matured. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of perspective since we broke up. It's been a year and a half. Can we talk next time I'm in town? Maybe you live in the same town. Maybe you don't. Can we just get a cup of coffee? Just an, an, an innocuous meeting. Coffee's always good. I always like how uh, my buddy Mike Burns writes a, a Twitter feed, which is one of my favorites of all time, called Dad Boner. And it's about a guy who lives in um, uh, Grand Blanc, Michigan, and has basically divorced his family to party. And he's the saddest man in the world, but he makes some really solid points. He's the one with who came up with uh, having a case of beer where there's like four microbrews and like eight domestos. So you start out with some, you know, some heavier beers and then you smooth out the evening, which is a, it's hedonist, but it's a good idea. Anyway, I'm getting away for myself. My point is he had a bit about how coffee dates, what's this bullshit? And it's true. But they, they are, I mean, they are bullshit in terms of like having an actual date. But this is why you don't have to look at an actual date. You guys should get coffee or smoothies, something with no alcohol, some, something in broad daylight, and just talk real. Don't go to a dark bar. Don't get drunk together and end up hooking up and going, what is it? What happened? Oh, my God. Just talk openly and just be honest with her. I mean, her calling you out for, not even calling you out, for being an idiot. I, frankly, for it's being like, is she there? It's like, we're broken up. What are you talking about? I mean, you know, that's that's one thing, but it's also human. She obviously still kind of feels for you. And, and if you don't think she's, uh, you know, uh, imbalanced or whatever, then and you like her, just talk. That's all. Good, good luck uh, on your tag team, the, the Safari Brothers or um, Axe and a Hammer. I don't know what you guys are. I, I, I'm trying to come up with better names like that don't exist. The fact that you casually dropped that is fantastic, but I'm glad you shared. You know what I mean? I'm really glad you shared. God, holy fuck, I'm so curious. I'm sure everyone listening is too, but hey, we're just going to never know, guys. We're just going to never know. So let's let our imagination run wild and come up with our own stories in our heads and never share them with anyone. Next call. Actually, that would be it for the episode. All right. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. Okay, so uh, guys, uh, the number, if you don't know, if you're listening for the first time, which is 323-763-0228. That's 323-763-0228. This is advice from a dipshit. You can find us uh, at Dipshit Advice on Twitter or Advice from a Dipshit on Facebook. Um, rate us online, as they say. Please rate us high. That is how we get ranked, you know. 
It doesn't matter. Uh, it's not the only thing that matters, but it definitely matters. And it makes us kind of stand out. And I don't want uh, Amanda's good works to be put to waste because she is a professional. Uh, and I am not. I am a flailing gorilla. So thanks for calling in. And, <laughs> and this has been Advice from a Dipshit. Thanks, guys. Advice from a Dipshit. Advice from a Dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger.